Welcome to the Daily Bolster. Each day we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Welcome to the Daily Bolster. I'm Matt Blumberg, co-founder and CEO of Bolster. And I am here today with Yami Payano. Yami is the first-generation Afro-Latina CEO of a company called SignSpeak. ScienceSpeak is in the Bolster Ventures portfolio, which we are very excited about. Uh, and ScienceSpeak is a real-time sign language recognition avatar and transcription solution. Uh, so that is what Yami does every day. Yami, thank you for being with us today on The Daily Bolster. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here today. Great. All right. So you have a question for me today. Yes, I do. What's your question? Um, I think the question that, um, you know, as, as a first time founder that I'm asking myself after fundraising recently is what are some of the biggest challenges faced by first time founders after they get their first financial uh, a financing round? I think we often talk about fundraising, but we don't talk enough about what do we do after that fundraising? And I would love to hear your thoughts. That's such a great question, and I'm so glad you asked it because you're right. Most founders, uh, it's like the expression of like, you could you you know how to go to war, but you're not quite sure how to win the peace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, so it is a great question, and I think there are three things that I've seen um, early stage CEOs, particularly first time CEOs, um, do post financing that don't go well. So the first one is kind of obvious, which is they overspend, uh, and even if you have a budget. Uh, and you want to spend to your budget, there's this temptation, like if you've been living hand to mouth and you've been bootstrapping your company in particular, and you finally wake up and you have like over a million dollars in your bank account that like all of a sudden you don't, you don't care as much about spending as you should. So that's the first thing. And that's, there's nothing but discipline uh, that, uh, that, that you can do around that um, other than having a good accountability partner internally, even if you don't have, um, have a CFO. Uh, the, the second thing is under-reporting. Mm. So typically, right after you raise money, the first time you get an institutional check, you now have um, a major investor. And you may not have been doing a lot of reporting or financial reporting. Maybe you and someone on your team like look at QuickBooks every month, and you look at the cash balance. Um, but once you have more money, and once you have um, another party to be really more accountable to, whether they're on the board or not on the board, making sure that you're asking them what kind of reporting they expect to see and on what frequency. And that's usually a good starting point for not under-reporting on the business. Um, the third thing is not doing a good enough job at forecasting. So again, um, when you're hand to mouth, you don't worry about the, like exhaustive forecasts. Like you just, you know, every nickel in and every nickel out is something that you're scrutinizing. Um, but once you have more money in the bank and once you're in more of an investment mode, it's really important to get good at doing um, a cash forecast. So not just a P&L forecast, but a cash forecast that takes into account the timing of payables and receivables and how the balance sheet and the income statement work together in the form of a cash flow statement. Um, so doing a really good job of forecasting out not just a month, not just a quarter, but a year is great and you know it's wrong it's a forecast so it's not going to be right okay. but the discipline of every month or every quarter renewing your forecast for the for the coming quarter and even the coming year 
is a really good practice. And it's forecasting both expenses, which are largely controllable, right. and revenue, which is frequently not controllable. But the, the days of like the 12 month static budget are over. Yeah. Getting really good at doing a recurring forward looking forecast for both revenue and expenses and particularly cash becomes super, super important. So those are my top three things. And because this um, podcast is being recorded uh, at the, hopefully the tail end of the Silicon Valley Bank financial crisis, my bonus fourth thing, <laughs> in case everybody doesn't know this yet, is after you raise money, make sure that you're respecting the FDIC insured deposit limit, which either means you're having multiple bank accounts yes, or, and you should probably do that anyway, <laughs> uh, but also that when you have more than $250,000 at your primary financial institution, that you're putting the amount over 250 into some kind of a sweep account, which your bank will set up for you um, in money market or in another government backed security that is held off the balance sheet of the bank. Yeah. So with that, <laughs> I think we will close up for today. Yami, thank you so much you. Uh, for being here and a great question for everyone. Thank you. Bye.